Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Blog Talk Radio. a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, separativeness. And before we explore that topic, I'd like to give some credit to Alice Bailey, the founder of the Lucis Trust organization. Lucis Trust sponsors this show, and Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of literature, and those 24 volumes are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you will hear on this show. The following thought also comes from Alice Bailey. Clear thinking, a clear appraisal of causes, and a loving outgoing to all, should distinguish all spiritual people at this time. Where this attitude doesn't exist, there is the danger of falling into the trap of hatred, of hatred and separativeness this spells danger and illusion. This thought seems to be especially directed to the present time. Is, is that right? Yes, I think so. Um, the humanity has always been um, subject to uh, the danger of separatism, but now in this um, strange transitional age that we are living in, it seems as if uh, people are becoming more and more polarized more and more divided against each other, not only in this country, but we can see it worldwide, and most recently in the horrific attack in London on the part of people who are actually members of British society, citizens of Britain, who turned on their own people. But they did so because evidently they don't feel that those are their own people. And that's the, the evil of separatism, that we see people 
other human beings who are of different religions, different races, different values, whatever, as not our people, not like us. And it leads to the kind of pathetic soul that we see in Amsterdam who's just been convicted for the um, murder of the Dutch film director and politician saying to the mother of the victim, uh, I don't understand your pain at all. I want to kill you. That's the the horror of separatism. And the world right now is demanding that we human beings uh, recognize this phenomenon and uh, take steps to counteract it because whatever is working away in humanity at this time does seem to be going with an energy that's tending to divide people. Yes, and oddly enough, that energy that we talk about is <clears throat> actually it's a product of the human mind. Um, it's, um, it's this energy of the mind it's, it's, it can go either way. It can go towards the good or it can go towards the bad. And in these um, poor, uh, wretched terrorists, it's gone to the bad, obviously. But so it's 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 the motive behind these actions that is really where uh, where the evil lies, not um, in the in the person themselves so much, perhaps, but in the in the motives that they have, in the misguided motives. Yes, it. Um it, you could say that the mind, with its capacity to discriminate, analyze, and separate, is um, a necessary uh, attribute. We have to be able to develop our analytical, judgmental, discriminating uh, mental faculties to be able to recognize right from wrong, a high value from a low one, and so on. It's part of awakening mentally. And, in fact, the writings of Alice Bailey say that the fifth ray of science and knowledge tends to foster this um, this uh, capacity for separatism. And yet the fifth ray of science and knowledge is responsible for all the remarkable uh, trends in technology and science that are the great achievement of humanity in, say, the past 500 years. So a keen... Razor-sharp mind is an attribute for good if one's motivating values are love of humanity and a desire to serve. If that same faculty is turned towards one's fellow men as a kind of hatred and discrimination and a sense of alienation, then we have a problem. Yes, and it's interesting, the the (coughs) comparing separativeness with uh, differentiation. The, that's in the cap- capability of the mind to differentiate, which is not separate, but to differentiate, like we differentiate the, the colors in the rainbow. The rainbow is differentiated into the different uh, spectrums of, of white light. And so it's <clears throat> um, we have this um, ability to get through the world by this capacity to differentiate between, as you say, good and bad and evil and good and colors and the different ethnic groups and uh, male and female and all of that. And it's a necessary ability. But when one takes um, a particular aspect of uh, a differentiated aspect and 
focuses on that to the superiority of another other aspect. <laughs> I'm not making myself too clear here, I guess. But I follow you. <laughs> good. Uh, <clears throat> but if one is emphasizing one aspect over the uh, another, then th- there is a tendency to be polarized and go off on a separate uh, track. And isn't there... Uh the problem enters in when one wants to make those judgments for others and not just for oneself. And that's the nature of the fundamentalist mentality, fundamentalists being found in all cultures and traditions, and not only in the field of religion, but in politics and um, social issues and so on. When we use our God-given powers of reason and judgment and discrimination to determine our values, then apply those values towards others and insist that they live by those same values, that's when we have separatism because not everybody is alike. That's a profound statement I realize, but (laughs) we are not all alike. We are all one. We are one human family. There is only the one humanity, but the differentiation on the outer level of culture, religion, um, customs, preferences, experiences, history, language, race, all of that should be seen as, who was it that called it a glorious tapestry? It should be seen that way as the myriad um, refractions of the one divine light. But instead, these are seen as... Um, Uh, differentiations from the norm, you being the standard for the norm and everyone else being out of standard. Mm -hmm. And that's what lies, I think, behind the the hatred that erupts from this kind of thinking. Right. And uh, oddly enough, uh, this separateness that we all tend to see and feel and experience ourselves sometimes is, is actually a part of the stage of evolution or perhaps more of an involutionary stage because in the beginning... I think it's evolutionary. It's, it's, it's a learning it's experience. It's progressive mm-hmm. and it's, it's a and part of the experience that the human person, the human soul has to go through. The moment that the soul enters into an incarnation, it is already thrust into this separate condition of living. Mm-hmm. It's in a separate physical body, uh, separate from everyone else, and uh, it, it, it exists in a world that is separate. It has parents, it has children, uh, siblings, it has other family members, it has friends, but they're all different. And uh, so this is completely different from the um, from the context of the life of the soul as it knows it in its own right and its own plane of living which is a consciousness of oneness and wholeness and suddenly it's thrust into this world where everything is divided and separated and it, it's uh, a difficult position to be in it's also a stage that I think shows the individual human being is emerging out of the herd there is a very low level of human consciousness that is closer to that of, say, the animal kingdom, which sees itself as simply one of a herd or um, a, a, a kind of tribal consciousness that doesn't uh, foster individual thought, 
but um, instead um, absorbs the individual in the larger collective. And beyond that, I think one enters into the stage of com the illusion, really. It's an illusion and not reality. The illusion that one is an independent being, free and separate and entirely apart from everybody else. And I think we see that level of consciousness a lot in modern society. The, in fact, I think it's being fostered by technology, which enables us to live more and more alone with our TV and our Internet and our cell phone. We don't have to really relate to anyone on the outer level. If we don't want to, we can be completely absorbed in our own little self-created universe. But... That's a stage of evolution from which one progresses into a real group consciousness, which is an awareness of individual identity, but at the same time a realization that one shares that identity as a human being with all other human beings. And that leads to the sense of universality. For those people who just tuned in, we have a special offer from Lucis Trust, but before we get to that, um, just to remind you, this is a program entitled Separativeness, and we have um, we have a special offer from Lucis Publishing, and it's the book Ponder on This. Ponder on This is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey. Now, I started off with this book. Well, actually, I started off with the autobiography of Alice Bailey, but uh, then right away I got into Ponder on This. I like ponder on this because uh, 24 volumes is a lot to read, um, although it's uh, interesting material. But ponder on this uh, abridges um, a lot of the material, and the different themes are um, dealt with in a, in a very succinct way. And this way you can develop a, an order of priority of which themes you want to address first in the Alice Bailey books. But the special offer today comes in the form of free shipping and handling. So what you're doing is you're paying $16.00. Uh, for the book, and what you need to do is send a check or a money order for $16 to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005, and please mention that you heard about the offer on the show, Inner Sight. So once again, that's, uh, ask for the book, ponder on this, and um, uh, send a check or money order, $16 to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005, L-U-C-I-S. Now, we appreciate uh, your donations, both large and small. Uh, they're an expression to us uh, of your support, and uh, they really help us to stay on this radio station and to do these shows for you. And uh, any donations that you have uh, that you would like to send to us can be sent to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, one zero 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 five, and also if you'd like to uh, call us about any reason, uh, you certainly can. Uh, a lot of times people call; they want a general package of information uh, about Lucis Trust. So to do so, you can contact us at our toll-free number one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. That's one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. Our website is www.lucistrust.org, and a lot of people key into that website uh, to hear the previously archived library of radio shows uh, and sometimes to look for other information. Uh, so 
what we'd like to do is continue here on our uh, topic of separativeness. But before we uh, get back into that, I'd just like to uh, make a comment that one of the most uh, dramatic uh, pictures that I've ever seen was a photograph uh, of a little baby during World War One, and she was uh, she was at a train station, and she poor, the poor baby was left there all alone, and uh, she was crying and crying, apparently, and nobody was there to fill her needs or to hear her cries, and she just looked so helpless. And I think that, to me, best exemplifies the feeling of separativeness that a lot of people feel. Yes, it's a very vulnerable feeling, and I think many people today feel quite alone in the world and quite confused and frightened by what is happening in the larger society and probably alienated from it. Mm -hmm. And that is unfortunate. When you think of a small child feeling that way, you feel nothing but compassion. When you think of alienation and the extremes that it can lead to of hatred and um, uh, tyranny against the uh, society that these people believe they have been alienated from, it becomes very, very frightening and destructive. And I think people of goodwill and people who are seriously seeking to add their part to a more unified, peaceful world have to resolve in themselves to first of all learn to identify and then to combat and correct any attitudes of separatism that might arise in their own thinking and reactions. And probably everyone can identify, if they're really honest, certain patterns of thought and reaction that um, direct or foster a kind of an alienation from certain groups and peoples. We aren't... um, as much as we would like to be necessarily universal in our consciousness, nor do we necessarily have the ability to identify with everyone regardless of their culture and tradition and beliefs and see them as living exponents of divinity. So with that awareness and that humility, we can begin to recognize how we might unknowingly contribute to the separatism in the world through our own prejudices and our own tiny, hopefully tiny, bigotries and uh, start to take our stand in support of unity and uh, tolerance and universal consciousness. Yeah. That's, I think, um, that's, I think, is the goal that uh, humanity has before it. Um, and we have to go through this separative stage. Uh, it's, it's inevitable, I think, and it's a great learning experience. And I think maybe, I don't know, I'm just speculating here, that that's why life on this planet is in this, comes about in this form. We are plunged into this world of separation, and we have to make our way, and we learn by the mistakes we make, Uh, just how bad separation is and by overcoming separation we learn to love to understand and to develop and expand our consciousness uh, to this stage of universal awareness and I think that's what really is behind the uh, well the evolutionary trends today 
There's a beautiful statement from the writings of Alice Bailey that you're um, sort of um, hinting at. She said that we've been taught much, much and then the great heresy of separativeness. It is this that is offset when one permits the trend towards synthesis to pour through him as a divine energy and thus to condition his conduct. The trend towards synthesis. If we let that pour through us, what does that mean? To me it means seeing all the infinite myriad of separated parts that make up our world as expressive of the one creative force, including all human beings. And you can begin to practice this as kind of a mental exercise. The next time you meet or cross paths with someone whom you find offensive or repellent or totally alien from your own life experience, imagine the indwelling spiritual precious jewel at the heart of that human being that brought him into existence and that will carry him out of this mortal coil and speed him on his evolutionary journey just as all of us are being lifted upward through experience and evolution. There is that same spiritual potency within every human being and the more you seek to identify that, the less you focus on the outer aspects of behavior and beliefs that can be truly alienating. Right. If you you can try to identify uh, those around you from the level of the soul, then you begin to adopt that soul consciousness and try to see the world from the position of the soul, how the soul sees the world on its own plane is, and uh, with that consciousness of universal consciousness. The separateness does not exist when on the level of the soul and um, it only exists here in the human form, in, in the human stage. And uh, as you see, even at the, at the animal stage, the stage of herd consciousness, uh, separateness doesn't exist uh, because the herd moves as a herd, as a, a single body. A school of fish. There are, a school mm-hmm. of fish, the same thing. Or birds. Mm-hmm. And there are no individuals standing out there. They all move together. So um, this universal state of consciousness is the same as the herd consciousness, but up on a higher turn of the spiral. Again, Alice Bailey had something really interesting to say about that. She said, why our planet and this solar system should have been constituted the nursery for the seeds of separativeness and why this remnant of humanity far more advanced than ours should have been destined to work out its future on Earth is hid in the knowledge of the the Lord and is unattainable knowledge for most of us. Well, it's a mystery. And we don't know the cause of it, but we do know that we human beings are given the assignment of combating it and overcoming it. And that's going to take every one of us. I don't think anyone can say, well, I'll let other people be the unifying force. I'm just going to stake out my territory and uh, build my little isolating prison and hide within it. And I think there is plenty of that kind of attitude today. People that want to retreat from the world and build a kind of a shell around themselves. People who probably uh, view themselves as harmless and wanting to just lead an independent life 
away from the fray. But I don't think the present times or the coming era is going to permit that. I don't think we can retreat from the world and say, I don't want to be a part of all this crisis. It's just too much for me. I just want to live my happy life with the people that I love. It's not that kind of a a period, and I don't think we should expect it. We are all needed to, in a sense, proclaim or take our stand against the forces that would divide and separate us. And believe me, they are very powerful at this time. They work through innuendo, through gossip, through hatred, through intolerance, through any kind of um, activity that can divide otherwise um, decent people. A friend was telling me about a television program he saw recently, a little town in in the West where people were living happily until someone came into their town who I believe um, got a program on the radio and started to foment mistrust and discord by highlighting certain aspects of the life in the community that he thought were wrong and demanding that people polarize themselves and take a stand against each other, a sort of a stand-up-and-be-counted kind of thing that made people begin to suspect and mistrust people who thought differently, and he divided them. And that kind of activity can happen without you really recognizing um, what's happening, and it has really destructive consequences. I'm not saying we should turn a blind eye to wrong behavior, not at all, but there's a way of responding to what one thinks is wrong that identifies the behavior but doesn't alienate the person. Right, and I think there are um, a lot of examples around today of this coming together and working together and not separating and uh, even just, for example, uh, in, in the theater, for example, or in the theater or in dance or in music or in painting and all the culture of the arts, uh, there are examples of like ensemble work in the theater. Mm -hmm. There are no individuals that stand out there. They all play their character, but they're all performing their whole play. And it's the same with with music. You have uh, thousands of little dots on the page representing musical notes but when it's all played it's one piece and there is no uh, piece that's outstanding so I mean there are a lot of examples like that around if we could just take advantage of them maybe uh, to close with a few words from Alice Bailey who always puts it so beautifully she said naught can withstand the steady pressures of love and harmony when they are applied long enough It's not the spasmodic efforts that count, but long-sustained, unvarying pressure which eventually breaks down opposition and the walls of separativeness. The true servers of the race, she said, will do nothing to feed hatred and separativeness or to foster fear. All of us can put ourselves on the side of those forces that would work against division and separatism. Please take advantage of the special offer from Lucis Publishing, and that's the book Ponder on This. It's a compilation of extracts from all 
24 books by Alice Bailey. It's available now for $16. The, uh, the uh, discount comes in the form of free shipping and handling. Send your check or money order $16 to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's $16 to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And also, if you'd like to uh, give us a call for any reason, meditation meetings or uh, cassette tapes of the radio shows, or if you'd like a general package of information telling you about Lucis Trust, Give us a call at 1-866-695-8247. Uh, the easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. That's 1-866-THINK OF NEW YORK LUCIS. LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. And remember, those um, uh, donations are tax deductible. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, Let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You're sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So McDonald's? I could use my cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that?